Don't ask me to talk. From the sublime to the ridiculous. Join me, Stacey Heller. And me, Eric Ryder. As we talk about what's good to watch, read, see, listen to, and more. An edutaining one-hour break in your day that includes the segment, What Are We Eating? Sponsored by Dingfelder's Delicatessen. Stick with us for something good. Hey everyone, welcome to Don't Ask Me to Talk on Kixie. I'm Stacy Heller. I'm joined by my co-host, Eric. Hey, good afternoon and happy fall, everybody. I'm Eric Ryder. I am excited. Fall is my favorite season. Do you prefer fall or autumn? Well, um, I you know, I I wanna say that I prefer autumn, but I think I like fall. Yeah. And- I, I mean, think right. <laughs> I kind of agree. I I <laughs> I think autumn is probably more technically correct, uh, yeah. but uh, it, it's fun to say fall. It is fun to say fall. I don't know, like, and it's funny because I, you know, I'm like, I feel like somehow I would be like bougier if I said that I like the autumn. autumn. Exactly, <laughs> the autumn wind came blowing in. That's right. Uh, well, we're already completely off topic, uh, but not really because. That's exactly what the show is about. Uh, distractions, uh, lots of distractions from all of the typical stuff that we consume daily, whether it's work or school or news or things on social media, whatever it is. We like to focus on kind of randomness, uh, as as Eric has been forced to say in our little promo, it's edutainment. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we like to educate. We like to entertain. Um, and you know, these are good things that should be shared. So of course, thanks to everyone that listens to the show. Um, if you, for some reason have to miss it, I don't know, maybe you have a doctor's appointment or jury duty. Um, or maybe now that school has started, the kids, they don't want to listen to us. I don't know why. Uh, but fear not, you can find us wherever you listen to podcasts. Just look for, don't ask me to talk and voila, subscribe. And while you're at it, maybe give us five stars or something. Absolutely. And why wouldn't the kids love this podcast? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. With two people in their 40s <laughs> with, <laughs> with references exclusively for people in their 40s. I essentially. don't know. I mean, it's... You'd think the kids would love it. Right? I mean, we're like, it's a time capsule. And by the way, thank you for saying that I'm in my 40s. I'm actually in my 50s. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, so even worse... Well, it no, goes, not worse at all. Just different. Different. Yes. yes. Well, there you go. Uh, it reminds me. Um, I thought a really good podcast would be called uh, parenting podcast would be called stuck in the car with mom because parents out there that drive their kids to school or to activities or mm-hmm. wherever you have this time when your kid cannot bolt. And so some of your best work gets done when you're stuck in the car with mom. That's true. So, you know, hey, kids that are listening out there, there's a lot that you can learn from Eric and from me. Unless it's like Lady Bird. Uh, well. <laughs> then look out. <laughs> there is that. There is that. I don't um, know if you're talk- you know what I'm talking about. I do know what you're talking about. In the movie Lady Bird, like the mother is trying to have a chat with the daughter in the car and the daughter says, bye, and yep. just <laughs> does a barrel roll out the door, which... 
do not recommend. Exactly. So do not try this at no home. No subject is so uncomfortable that road rash and or death is worth it to avoid it. Totally not. Now, you could do it in your head. Uh, you know, like you can imagine it, uh, you know, have a whole dream sequence uh, where, you know, your eyes are rolling and you are barrel rolling out of the car. That'd be fun. But if you did that, of course, then you would miss all of the important things that we're going to talk about today. Like, of course, uh, the fall equinox and how the sun passes the celestial equator and heads south, which basically means that the sun is a snowbird. Ah, that's true. The sun is retired. <laughs> right? I mean, it's like, I got to go down south. I, <laughs> I don't like the weather when it gets cold. I, you know, I need a slower lifestyle. I'm going to go somewhere else. I mean, yeah, it's a thing. It's totally a thing. Uh, now, I have a question. Is the fall equinox, is it considered international? Like, so in Australia... Right. Is it fall and it's just that the weather is different? No. Right. So the fall equinox is... For the northern hemisphere. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So to all our southern hemisphere listeners, I guess, happy spring? There you go. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of a weird thing to think about. Yeah. And good eye to you. Happy spring. Yeah, that's pretty good. Throw another... Prawn on the Bobby? I think it's a shrimp on the Barbie. No, because they have prawns. The, oh. the shrimp on the Barbie thing was the uh, American commercials. Uh, they translated oh. it to like Americans. Outback. That's right. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. See? See, kids? You're listening. They're probably and you're not learning. having blooming onions either. <laughs> <laughs> blooming onions are gross. You know, I've never had one, but I, I do like uh, onion rings. So. I imagine I would like it. You would like it then. Yeah. See, I'm just not an onion person. Yeah. I like the essence of onion, but I have a texture thing with onion. I don't want to know that it's even there. fried. Yeah. Or kind sauteed. Of. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'm a very complicated eater. Yeah. Hey, you like what you like. You like what you like. Uh, speaking of what you like, it is uh, National Chainmail Day. Now, I know what you're thinking. If you're a certain age, you're thinking, ah, those letters that I used to get in the mail where it was like a chain letter and, uh, you know, it was like, send this out, make a copy and send this out to 10 of your friends and you will get a gift. That is not what today is. (laughs) Oh, good. (laughs) Today, it's chain mail day, as in the metal stuff that uh, knights wore and that you use so that if you're in a duel or, you know, whatever it was, uh, they would be protected. Yeah, it's body armor. Body armor. Yeah. Yeah. I got to say the other version of chainmail probably easier to celebrate. I mean, not that you would want to celebrate it over body armor, but your average person not rocking too much chainmail these days. No, not really. Although there are... uh, you know, accessories and uh, and um, I've seen what I affectionately call hottie tops that are chain mail, which all I can think of is ow. Um, and, yeah, on a you hot know, day. I could really get uncomfortable. I, I mean, right. But uh, typically they're worn into club. Do I sound young and hip? <laughs> <laughs> Keep trying. <laughs> In Miami. 
<laughs> so um, I'll, I'll pay you never to say, say that, that again. again. <laughs> <Yes>. Yeah. <laughs> I figured me and Pitbull and Miami. I did it again. Uh, So anyway, so chainmail day. That's right. Uh, Speaking of the other chainmail, though, did you ever get this one? Because they had the, you know, I would occasionally, I don't know how, get on these lists, but I would occasionally get mail uh, with the, uh, you know, you'll have bad luck. You're going to die if you don't send this on to a bunch of people. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, which I completely ignored, and I don't think my luck was affected <laughs> at all. So in case you're wondering out there, kids. Um, but uh, I did get one that I kind of entertained for like a day where it was like, if you uh, send this off to people and they order this report from you, which is essentially uh, the report was essentially just um, – you know, forward this on and other people will buy this report from you. Uh-huh. And it's like a pyramid scheme, essentially, but through the chain mail. Did you ever get one of those? I never got one oh, of those. Wow. I, I entertained that for about uh, 10 minutes uh, when I was 17 because it was like, ooh, ooh yeah, I could <laughs> potentially be fabulously wealthy from right? just sending out these stupid letters. And I, Right. Yeah. The top of the pyramid. I'll... I'll Obviously, I did not follow (laughs) the instructions on that chain mail because I'm still working. Yeah, it's uh, it is quite the thing. And I mean, there used to be like the send out a gift or send Mm -hmm. um, a recipe or whatever it is. And it used to drive me crazy because there's a superstition about these things where, you know, God forbid somebody actually pass away that, you know, within that three day period, you were like sweating bullets yeah. That like, did I bring this upon myself? It reminds me of, um, I don't know about you, but as a cradle Catholic, you know, when you're given things like, you know, a bookmark or if you have a rosary bead from your childhood that's plastic, it's sort of like an American flag. Like there's proper ways to dispose of things. And mm-hmm. I feel like American flag, religious artifacts and chain mail <laughs> chain letters <laughs> are all like <laughs> now you can just put those in the recycling bin i know i you know i sometimes i'm superstitious i was born on um friday the 13th so but it it does make me wonder cuz i haven't gotten one of these in a long long time it does make me wonder if those have completely died off because it seemed like when the internet rolled around they all kind of graduated to email and then the schemes kind of mm-hmm. uh, adopted a little bit, you know, with like uh, the the, prince. Uh, the Nigerian prince. Yeah. Right. Stuff like that. And you don't get so many of the you're going to have bad luck if you don't forward this email on. Mm-hmm. I, and mainly because I think those automatically end up in spam and people just don't even see them. Totally. Um, but, yeah, it, it does make me wonder if there's still some old crank sending these out in the mail and keeping the post office afloat. I don't know. Or maybe their luck ran out. Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. Today is also National Ice Cream Cone Day. Now, this is a holiday I can get behind. Yes. I am all over this. And absolutely, on. I like the juxtaposition of how on... The first day of fall, mm-hmm. I need to now get an ice cream cone. Yeah. Right? <laughs> it's, it's not necessarily what I normally think of when, on the first day of fall. But, uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't say a, a no to an ice cream cone on, you know, January 1st. I, 
if it's presented to me, I'm happy to to have it. There's never a bad yeah. time to have an ice cream cone. But, but, um, but let me ask you, so are you a cone person when you go to an ice cream parlor or do you get like the little paper bowl or whatever? Paper bowl. Yeah. No, I'm totally an ice cream cone person. And waffle cone? Uh, in the traditional, whatever that, like the, tradi- not like the big waffle cone um, that, you know, places have now. waffle cones? Well, yeah. So there's a wafer cone, I think. And then a sugar cone, and then there's a waffle cone. Mm-hmm. So I think the sugar cone is the traditional little pointy one, right? Yeah. Wafer is the square bottomed, and then the waffle right. is the big one. So let me tell you a story about a waffle cone. <laughs> okay. Because, of course, there's a story. So years ago when our son, Will, was playing youth football, there was an incident when he was playing where some – rogue gunman came into uh, Issaquah where we live and uh, basically decided that he was going to start shooting around and whatever. So SWAT team team comes, they tell everybody to get under the bleachers and we're all hanging out there. It was the whole thing, whatever. Fast forward, by the way, everyone was fine. The gunman was not, uh, but everyone was fine And that afternoon, our daughter Grace had soccer. We were in Kirkland. We passed the Ben and Jerry's in Kirkland. And the kids said, can we get a waffle cone? Now, we have four (laughs) kids. And Ben and Jerry's is expensive. So four waffle cones at Ben and Jerry's. I'm like, that's expensive. It it does add up. Right. So my response was no. And they tried playing on the whole sympathy thing. Like, well, we went through a lot today and the whole thing. And I was like. There was no bloodshed. You did not, you didn't get injured at all. So my kids started equating waffle cones with you basically had to be near death in order to get a waffle cone. Uh, It never occurred to them that, I don't know, waffle cones are really expensive, especially from Ben and Jerry's. So, uh, so no, I do not get waffle cones because they're expensive (laughs) and I have not had a near death experience and then gone to have ice cream after. Well, sometimes you got to treat yourself. Well, that is true. <laughs> I think, you know, if you're going to an ice cream parlor, you're treating yourself because it's already way more expensive than just having a bowl of ice cream at home. So you might as well go that extra dollar and get the treat yourself to the uh, waffle cone. I mean, especially like my favorite ice cream parlor is uh, Ice Cream Social in Tacoma, mm-hmm. and they make the waffle cones in-house, and you can smell that like wafting down the street, and as soon as you smell that, there's no turning back from the waffle cone <laughs> at that point. <laughs> I, I I do agree that it is compelling, and uh, and I'm going to stick, I'm sticking with my sugar cone. All right. I do not like the wafer cones at all. Yeah, no, those are for toddlers. Well, and that last bite, when you take a bite in, you feel like you're going to get it stuck between your front teeth. Maybe it's just me. Because hmm. the cross section, because the bottom has like this little X at the bottom. These are things I think about. This is what I- think I... my mouth is bigger than yours. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's ironic. It's never been a problem. <laughs> um, but I do, with the waffle cone, you know what I love is that- each bite makes your ice cream cone uh, become like a smaller ice cream cone. Yes. And then by the end, you look like you're like an elf or something. Uh-huh, with a teeny tiny cone. Yeah, you've got an elf ice cream cone. I know. I mean, it's yeah. like there's everything. Start off as a giant and work your way down to an elf. 
everything is good about uh, National Ice Cream Cone Day. And uh, sprinkles or no sprinkles for you? I don't do sprinkles. Oh, yeah. see, I'm a sprinkle gal. Uh, so I, I would recommend you trade in the sprinkles and go for the waffle cone. I think it's it's well worth it. All right. Well, we'll I will consider it. I will take it under <laughs> advisement. Um, I, I think I'm going to have to head to the Ben & Jerry's in Issaquah. It feels like a full circle moment to get a ice cream cone uh, in a waffle cone at Ben & Jerry's tonight. And I'm going to yeah. send a picture to my kids and tell them that I did not even have a near-death <laughs> experience today. Uh, they will be, I think, understandably a little ticked off. So um, so anyway, so those are- But you're an adult and you can do what you like. Yeah. <laughs> it's your money. Well, that that is true. Um so there you go. See, kids that are listening, someday when you grow up and you have your own money to spend, you too can get an ice cream cone on National Ice Cream Cone Day. Or whenever you like. Exactly. So there you go. Um, okay. Now, any regrets that you need to mention from last show? What was last show? <laughs> <laughs> no, um, it, was, it wasn't. It, it was our movie set on repeat. That's right. Yes. And uh, And yes. I, I definitely have some regrets because, I mean, I stand by the five that I mentioned, but we just, we run out of time every time because these topics can go on forever and ad infinitum. Uh, but I, I do regret not mentioning, uh, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Oh. Another one of my fave movies that anytime I get the chance that, you know, if I walk into the room and that's playing, I'm going to watch the rest of it. I just, I love it. It's a Coen Brothers movie, mm-hmm. um, and to me, I think it's their funniest movie, um, and it's just the performances are amazing, the music's fantastic, and I think it's really underrated. So that that's one that I regret uh, not mentioning. All right. Yeah, and I'm sure it. there's like a thousand others that oh. I will also go on the rest of my life regretting I'm mentioning, yeah. but that was one that stuck out to me like a sore thumb. Like, whoa, why didn't I think of that? That's fair. Yeah. That's totally fair. I love it. All right. How well, about you? Uh, I was having this conversation, sharing uh, what we talked about last week with family, and um, my daughter reminded me that I'm a big fan of Bridesmaids. Oh, yeah, another great movie. And just, like, really silly fun and um, Princess Bride. Um, and also Ella Enchanted. Hmm, haven't seen that one. Oh my gosh. Eric, you need to see Ella Enchanted. <laughs> you would like it. It's on the list after the Lego movie now. Perfect. Okay, now I know you're not going to watch it. Um, okay, well then let's take a quick break so that we actually have some time to talk about this week's topic, which is uh, things that, something that we would like to do, but it just seems so big. So keep listening to Don't Ask Me to Talk. We'll be right back. Whether it's fly fishing or French pastry, we all have something that makes our tail wag. Involuntary and instinctive, it's sparked by excitement, inspired by purpose, and it speaks to who we are. I'm Stacy Heller of Stacy Connects. I lead clients to the place that makes their tail wag. As a creative director, I bring ideas to life. As a podcast producer, I give ideas a voice. Stacy Connects. It's my superpower. If you want to connect with me, Stacy Heller, go to stacyconnects.com.
me to talk. Welcome back to the show. Uh, during the break, we were discussing whether or not it would be worth it to open an ice cream shop. And I mean, well, first of all, if I did that, I'd gain like 500 pounds <laughs> because, yeah, I'd be eating all the inventory. I, but maybe uh, you'd get tired of it. Like, don't you think if you own an ice cream shop, like it's. Well, that it's, seems like it's even worse. You know, to take one of the life's great pleasures and then get tired of it. No, thank you. Well, see, so there is a reason not to open up an ice cream store. I will say coming from the East Coast to the West Coast, one thing that I notice is that on the East Coast, there are bakeries in every town. Like your mm-hmm. your true little hometown bakery that has, you know, cookies, cakes and that kind of thing versus getting them from Costco or the grocery store. And I noticed that out here on the West Coast, where we are, that there are not really that many little bakeries. And the same is true of ice cream shops. Most of it is chains. Yeah, I think you'd be surprised, though. Um, If you go looking for bakeries, you'll start seeing them. Um, I mean, we have uh, like a few great little bakeries in Tacoma. I need to search. I need to spend some time in Tacoma. Because you keep (laughs) mentioning like, you know, Burger Place and the ice cream place. And you've talked, um, you've mentioned this bakery, like... There, yeah. Tacoma's kind of got a whole rich culinary vibe happening. Yeah, yeah. A great little place called Karina's Bakery right next to the Grand Theater is one of my faves. And their cakes are just phenomenal. So, But you're, you're right. I mean, it seems like they are more uh, ubiquitous uh, in, on the East Coast. Um, so, yeah, we could probably stand a few more bakeries. Yeah. So, hey, those of you out there that uh, are looking for something to do. Yeah, uh, you're welcome. We well, one thing idea. I've noticed out here is, um, and I've never lived on the East Coast, but I've visited. Uh, but it seems like uh, the West Coast is all about specializing in one kind of thing, you know. So there's lots of cupcake bakeries, mm-hmm. but like on the East Coast, that would have been like a bakery that did everything, you know, yes. cookies and cakes and cupcakes and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And out here, people go, "What's you know one item that we could do and do really well?" Right. Um, so yeah. Uh, and there's a good cupcake shop too. But <laughs> See, this is what I was saying. We um, might have to do a whole show that is like celebrating Tacoma. Yeah, sure. Or or celebrating uh, sweet treats. <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay. I'm, we've got to keep adding some topics into um, the Wheelo topics. Yeah, for sure. You know, like um, these topics, like what we're going to talk about today, I know are not your favorite because you don't like to. You don't like to do the, like, uh, I don't know, like the, well, I'm speaking for you. Do you like to talk about things that you're afraid of doing and that, you know, it's like, oh, no, I don't know about doing that. It seems like it's too big. Yeah, I don't mind talk, talking about it, um, but, uh, you know, doing and t- talking and doing are, <laughs> are two different things, of course, you know. So what is something that you've always wanted to do that just feels like too big? Yeah. Um, well, I think there's a, there's a few of those things, but uh, one thing I've, I've often thought about is I, I think it would be great to uh, take my band and tour, tour the country or tour the world. Um, and I've only gotten just a tiny taste of that. 
uh, and I would like to do more, but that definitely seems like, uh, you know, too big <laughs> to pull off uh, because of the lack of demand <laughs> and the money uh, components. Um, so, and the fact that, you know, I'm in my 40s now, it's not, you know, like so people you, are clamoring to give me money to play ne- my music you for the kids. You never know. Maybe yeah. you need a better agent. Maybe well, you need an agent. Yes. <laughs> yes. That that you, would be good. Do you have a demo? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we we definitely have okay. um, some tunes ready to go. Uh, we might have uh, to like, we might have to have a conversation so that I can hear some of this music. Do you sing? What do you play? Do you write? Yes. Wow. Okay. So this is solvable. It It is, but I mean- It just feels big. It, it does feel big. And then the other thing is, you know, I've got a full-time job um, and I've got other commitments and stuff. So it's Gertie. not like I've, well, not just Gertie, <laughs> but she is a big commitment for sure. For sure. But, you know, I mean, there's there's a lot of things standing in the way of me, you know, spending three months on the road. And, you know, it's entirely one of those things also that, you know, three weeks into it, I may be like, wow, this was a big mistake. <laughs> I've had enough. You know, sometimes it's nice just to have a dream, you know, without it, it you ever, you know, finding out the gritty reality of that dream that it's not all it's cracked up to be. Right. Like the moment in Oz when the, the curtain gets right. opened and it's like, oh, man, Um yeah, because that can be really disappointing. I do agree with you on that. I had a cookie business for a while and, you know, kind of going back to the ice cream thing. Yeah. Like, oh, this is going to be great. I'm going to make cookies, you know, for all of these happy events mm-hmm. that happen on holidays and weekends, which mean that right. you're baking on holidays and weekends. And so, you know, your own baking and planning and uh, festive and, and a very West Coast attitude that you just found cookies and did, decided to just do cookies <laughs> instead of open up a bakery. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, because that just seemed like a lot. of it, That seemed too big. Right. And I also learned that uh, baking, there is a distinct difference between something that you're good at and something that you're passionate about. Mm. So I am very good at baking cookies. And uh, people had tremendous passion for my cookies, in fact. However, I did not join in that passion. And so at a certain point, it's like, why am I doing that? I've had some of your cookies, and i got to say they were very good. So, yeah, I could see why you would think, yeah, I, I could do this. Yeah, and I, you know, I did tons of different shapes. I had a 1,000 cookie cutters. And I would do uh, butter cookies or sugar cookies. And, you know, like you want an orange, you want an airplane, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever it is. Um, And it was fun. But when you start adding bitterness and resentment and frustration to your recipe, that just doesn't seem like a good idea. (laughs) So, you know. Yeah. um, So, I mean, I think we're touching on some things here. Uh, One. Sometimes, you know, you're... Dreams have to merge with your reality, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and sometimes it's nice to just enjoy the the unaffected dream. <laughs> totally. <laughs> you know, sometimes the dream is better than the reality, I guess is what I'm trying to say. But so what's what's something big that uh, you or it doesn't have to be big, but what's something that you like doing um, or would like to do that does seem too big for you to bite off? So. I feel like I have a book in me. And, 
you know, I used to work at a bookstore once upon a time. And so the idea of seeing uh, and I'm being, by the way, a snob about this. So like what I mean, I'm going to write a book. I mean, I would like to write a book and I would actually like to have it published not on my own through Amazon. And I'm not at all dismissing anybody that has written a book and has had it published and done it on their own through Amazon. Yeah, that can be a really smart way to go. It can be a really smart way to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, but since this is my dream, <laughs> yeah, I get to have it. And so, you know, having a book that I write that, uh, you know, comes out and becomes something like uh, a cross between Robert Fulgham, who did the um, um, Everything I Need to Know I Learned in Kindergarten and the other, his follow-up book, um, It Was on Fire When I Lay Down on It. And then Irma Bombeck, who famously coined the expression, if life is a bowl of cherries, how come I'm always in the pits? Uh, She was a humorist. And so this idea of um, kind of, I feel like my book is a little bit of self-help, a little bit of philosophy, some humor. Memoir. A little memoir. Um, And, you know, one of those things that people can pick up and put down and be like, oh, that's like a really interesting um, story slash life lesson. Um, And yet it also seems so big because uh, I cannot organize my way out of a paper bag. And so knowing where to start or what to do is feels like a very daunting task. I don't know. Yeah, no, I totally understand that. I've had uh, several ideas for um, like screenplays mm-hmm. uh, that I, I thought would I'd initially, uh, you know, uh, create graphic novels and then develop them into screenplays. And I'm, it's always like, uh, yeah, I've got a good ideas, but fleshing out those ideas <laughs> and d- doing something with it is that's a lot. Uh, that's a lot of work. Um, and again, when you got a full time job or, mm-hmm. you know, if you've got kids or whatever, uh, you know, there's stuff that eat in the way at that time. And sometimes those are all great things that you don't want to give up um, to make this other potential dream happen. Mm-hmm. I sound like a real like anti-motivational <laughs> <laughs> speaker so here. I'm not going to have you don't... write a chapter in my book. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Folks, just don't do it. How about that? <laughs> Learn to live with that. Mediocracy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's not what I'm trying to say at no, all. I'm, absolutely I am not. trying to say that, you know, everything uh, comes uh, with a price. Well, and that's why this yeah. topic is about... That thing that we want to do, it, it just seems too big. Yeah. Because, you know, sometimes it is something that's really big. Um, and, you know, it's just, as you say, it doesn't jive with our reality, like where it is. Um, or, you know, um, I may, you know, say I want to be on The Amazing Race, but, you know, that's just that's not going to happen. I don't want to be on The Amazing Race, by the way. That does not sound amazing to me. Um it sounds very uncomfortable and I'd be very sweaty. <laughs> um, but, you know, the it's I feel like dreams sometimes um, the really good dreams are ones that there's also like a little bit of fear because it means that the dream is possible. Yeah. And so and, you know, typically the only thing standing in our way is really ourselves because of 
our life and our choices and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And um, so that's exciting and terrifying simultaneously. Yeah, say like dreaming that you have you're gonna have superpowers is like you can just go. Hey, wouldn't it be nice if I could fly right. or walk through walls or whatever? But you never you're not going. If I just eat the right diet, <laughs> right. I'll be able to fly. <laughs> you exactly. Know? Um, so yeah, yeah. That that's just one of those things that you could just enjoy the dream without you know going. What if you know? <laughs> just if I just knuckled under. One of these days I'd grow wigs, you know. Right. Well, and then I suppose if, you know, if we were really motivated, then you create the technology that allows us to fly, right? Sure. I mean, and that's that's what sets apart the people that are so innovative and creative and coming up with these things. Yeah. Because, you know, they they overcome the the real obstacles, the perceived obstacles, uh, and they make it happen. And they also have, uh, you know, a talent for engineering. That, well, there's that. That we also <laughs> have to go, yeah, do we have, are we Tony Stark? Uh, mm, maybe not. No, no. But I maybe I could write a book about it. <laughs> Absolutely. Right? Why not? Um, and then if you get to, you know, fly in first class on that book tour, in a way, haven't you achieved that dream? I, I mean, my dream had wings. There you go. Um, is there any other thing? Okay, so so far you've mentioned screenplay, traveling with a band. Yep. Any yep. touring? What else? Um. Yeah, that's it. Well, uh, <laughs> those are good, actually. I mean, I mean, I have a whole bunch of inventions, which, uh, you know, I'm I'm like I need somebody that I can tell them my idea right. and secure some percentage of sales and then say, you go do the prototype and you go do all the legwork yes. because these are really good ideas. And I know you know some of my ideas and, and you're laughing. No, I'm laughing because I have a few too. And it's like, it's like, oh, am I ever going to actually develop these? Um, I don't know. Because like you said, it'd be really nice to just go, hey, <laughs> you know, <laughs> my assistant, you know, right. do this and get this done and then I'll you know, bask in the glory of people. I feel like this enjoying. is a potential job for somebody, right? <laughs> it is. And and I mean, I think that there are services out there that do these kind of things, but I don't know that they're all 100% on the level. And I haven't done the research to say otherwise, but it, usually if you see an infomercial for something on late night TV, it, it doesn't necessarily equate to, you know, yeah, on the not. level. Probably not. Yeah, but I'm I'm with you. So my other one is inventions, and then the other one is a speaking tour, which is maybe with my book. Yeah, um, you can knock out a bunch of these all in one. Right, one fell swoop. I, I really could. I mean, you know, feed but, two birds with one scone. I love that. <laughs> so stupid and so amazing simultaneously. Um, okay, so. Now that we've said it out loud. Do you loud, like that I'm cramming in the Easter eggs yeah, for the folks that I, listen on, on the weekly? <laughs> I do. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, for those of you that don't know, a few episodes back we talked about uh, idioms. And so go back and listen to that episode. I think it's called um, uh, Better Than Sliced Bread. And you can listen to it and uh, you'll learn some of our other expressions that we talked about. Um, okay. How much time do we have? Because I have a 180 if we have enough time. Yep, we've got about four minutes. Okay, so speaking of random jobs, 
I was driving over to my lake house with a couple of friends, and they were telling me about a job that this guy in Australia created for himself where he listens to deathbed confessions and then shows up at the deceased's um, like funeral service or whatever it is mm-hmm. and shares the confession with all that have congregated and is has been paid by the deceased. So kind of like, you know, you go to somebody's funeral and you're like, I'm here for Charles. He wants you to know, Sue, that he knew you were cheating on him with his brother, Ralph, you dirty dog. Wow. Right? I mean, that's quite a job. Yeah, yeah. That's I mean That's interesting for sure. I mean, that there I mean, if nothing else, you can get a book out of that. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> the stories that you tell and it it uh it's sort of an elicited a on the one hand, it's like, oh, I mean, just the whole revenge thing and the you know, or maybe it's like um one of the stories that the the guy shared is you know, this guy that was in a biker gang and uh, he came out of the closet after he died to all of his uh, comrades in the in his gang and mm-hmm. was like, you know, hey, guys, you know, by the way, I'm turns gay. out I wasn't wearing these leather chaps <laughs> just because I was a biker. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. And so uh, so on the one hand, it can be really freeing, right? You get to, like, say these things. On the other hand, it can be revenge. And so then are those secrets better left unsaid because of the upheaval that it creates? But it was it was an interesting thing. Yeah, I of, guess it's all up to the, the dying person whether they want to, you know, get that information out. I mean, obviously, they're confessing it on their deathbed. So if you'll, And if they go to the trouble of hiring a dude to listen in and, and spread the word, then, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. There's there's something for everyone out there. and I guess so, yeah. You know, maybe it's something that you think is too big, uh, or maybe it's something that you create out of nothing, like this guy. Um, but, you know, like, why not... Uh, why not do what makes your tail wag if you can? Ideally. Yeah. Yeah. Or, you know, you know, also think about what you have and, uh, you know, and savor that as much as you savor your dreams. There you go. Look at that. See, so in the end, kids, this is a great show to listen to when you're stuck in the car with mom. That's right. So I guess my message is <laughs> you can do it. But you don't have to. Love that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Don't ask me to do it. Um, all right. Are we out of time for? Yeah, pretty much. All unless right. you got one more thing you want to throw in there. No, I I, I mean, I could say plenty. Well, uh, I, I, I do want to know, are you taking any steps to um, to uh, get started on this book or to make the, the book happen? Or are you just enjoying the idea of it? Um, and you know that actually taking those steps and getting into it may make you not enjoy it so much. No, I am going to do this. Fantastic. By, by hook or by crook, mm-hmm. I am I am going to do it, and uh, I may end up publishing it myself through Amazon. I may be doing a mimeographed copy that I hand out to friends and family. Uh, however, I— Well, there's nothing wrong with modifying that dream. No. Uh, as you go along, you know, when you uh, 
you know, discover more about what it takes. Um, there's nothing wrong of going, well, I thought it was going to be this, but, you know, that I, now that I'm doing it, I, I'm kind of seeing that it's actually this. Right. It's a feature yeah. film. Right. And people want to, like, option the book. And yeah. now it's a series. And right. Exactly. So I might as well dream big. And so, yes, I would like to make it happen. It seems really big and really scary. And yet it starts with just me writing things down. And for me, I'm still just plugging away, being creative, and, you know, whatever happens with that, I am well open to, uh, you know, whether it, it, it eventually turns into the, doing that world tour or not, you know, I'm enjoying the process. So I guess I can live with myself <laughs> just knowing that I, I gave it what I could. There you go. And I'll tell you what, whoever gets an agent first Put in a good word for the other person. Of course. There we go. All right. That's all you can do. Um, all right. Well, on that note, we are going to come back and we're going to chat with, of course, Vance of Dingfelder's Delicatessen and find out what we're eating this week. Yeah. You know, Rosh Hashanah is coming up next week, which is, of course, one of the actual high holidays, not the <laughs> holidays <laughs> that we we talk about on this show. It's a real deal um, holiday. And, of course, you know, Vance uh, being of Jewish uh Heritage, heritage, and, and and practice. I bet he's got something to say about that because uh, I know there's a big feast involved. So is, I'm excited to hear about it. I know I am too. And uh, so keep listening, and you will hear, I'm sure, about that, and goodness knows what else. Stacy connects. It's not just my business; it's my superpower. Whether you need the right tone and messaging for a new venture or you've plateaued with your current one, I can help. I connect clients with themselves and their potential. Then I identify unique solutions that translate your brand into messaging that connects your target audience with your business. Go to stacyconnects.com to connect with me and your messaging. Interested in learning something new? Meeting someone new? Find out things that we have in common? Well, of course you are. You're a human being. So let's get intentional about it. Join me, JDK Winnikin, every week and get all of that in less than an hour. I'm a writer, a historian, a social commentator, and my show is all about you. Really, that's what it's called. This show is all about you. Get my perspectives on the week's news and hear fascinating guests whose stories will inspire and move you. My show is all about giving you something that connects us. Join me Mondays on Kixie 880 at 3 p.m. or download it as a podcast. Can't get enough of Stacy and Eric? Then be sure and check out Stacy Connects with Stacy Heller wherever you find podcasts. Stacy chats with guests about a variety of topics, hoping to make a connection through conversation. Don't ask me to talk. Hey, welcome back to Don't Ask Me to Talk with your host, Stacey and Eric. It is that time of the show. That's right. The time we get to say hello to the Lord of the Sandwich, the King of the Kanish, the dude that runs the deli. <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's a good right. addition. <laughs> Fat stick builder. This is good. The dude that runs the deli. I mean... <laughs> It's a little less titled, but equally important. There's there's a lot to talk about. However, that's not what we're here to talk about with you. You need to tell us what, what are, are we eating? eating. I'll tell you. It's you know I'm on the road, and and thank you for being so kind to let me call you 
being on the road. Because I've been on a road trip. Love that. A good friend of mine, Elise Eyes, is with me, and I've been taking her all over the state of Washington. We've done about a thousand miles in the last four days. Wow. And and it's been gorgeous. But to tell you what we're eating, we've eaten a lot, but I'm going to go to Rosh Hashanah. Okay, Rosh Hashanah is coming up, and it's Sunday night into Monday, and Monday night, and it's the prequel to Yom Kippur. And there's a big feast that you have. It's the Jewish New Year, and at Dingfelder's, it's very busy, and we're preparing brisket, okay? Lots and lots of brisket. We do roast chicken also, but... The brisket is the king, as well as the potato latkes. Well, now, Stacy and I are both Gentiles, but I think we're both on board with this, <laughs> for sure, <laughs> already, just the description. Brisket and, lo- brisket and potato latkes. Oh, potato so good. How could, you go, how could you go wrong, right? I but mean... There's also sides that's called kugel, K-U-G-E-L, okay. right? And kogo can be served sweet, savory. It can be with thin egg noodles. Basically, kogo is noodles with eggs, and then it's baked. So you can have onions and mushrooms. Or There's a thing that you do during Rosh Hashanah that's called potato kogo. Mm. And basically... See, the Jews, they do a lot of things with potatoes and eggs. <laughs> and, and the kugel is basically potatoes with grated onions, grated potatoes, and eggs, and you bake it with spices. And it's, it goes really good with brisket and gravy. I'm just saying. That sounds so, pretty great. I can attest you know, to the fact that it is amazing. Well, think about, you know, brisket alone, right? It's, it's an amazing cut of beef mm-hmm. that we have perfected with the gravy that comes on it, you know, and it's soft and juicy, and it's an amazing cut, right? And then you have these potatoes on the side to soap up all the juice. It just, it just works. Now, the funny thing about... Rosh Hashanah is dessert, we do honey cake, okay? And the honey cake is a sweet thing. So for Rosh Hashanah, it's the new year, and traditionally you eat apples and honey on Rosh Hashanah so that it symbolizes a a beginning of the sweet year. And that's what it's about, really is celebrating the fall coming, that it's a new year, Genesis in the book, and the honey and apples are to be sweet, and, you know, you're fortunate enough to have a meal with family and friends. And it's the beginning of the time where you get ready for Yom Kippur, and that's when we fast. We don't eat at all. So let me tell you, you got to get it in before you don't eat. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. Um, hey, Stace, Stace. Yeah. Do you, do you ever make an apple cake or a honey cake? 
I have not made a honey cake. Apple cake, I cannot compete with my mother-in-law who makes an apple cake that, according to my husband and my children, cannot be rivaled. So I think to myself, self, why bother? You know, I, I, I have to agree with that. Lori Mintz makes the best apple cake, and, and she's going to give me that recipe sooner or later, I promise, <laughs> because I want to make that apple cake. And especially since I've driven all over the state, you know what we have a lot of? Apples. And do you know what we're harvesting right now? Apples. And I have to tell you, that drive on 97 is amazing mm-hmm. down the Columbia River. It's gorgeous. Ah, ah, it's incredible. It's just incredible. In fact, I might make an apple cake for Rosh Hashanah this year. Oh. I think, I think the kitchen's going to kill me. Because I've been gone for the last four days. <laughs> so if I add anything to the kitchen, you know, Rosh Hashanah is busy. You can order online. We have the Rosh Hashanah menus up. And if you need anything, even if you don't, you know what, Stace? You can order brisket online with potato kugel and have it for a family meal next weekend if you want. Oh, and I might just do that. And, you know... You could do, like, apple cake, like, not like muffins, but, you know, like, do it in a way that you can make giant vats of it so it's in, like, a quick loaf pan or something so that the kitchen doesn't mind so much. I mean, that's what you, Van Stingfelder, the now king of the kugel, uh, needs to go (laughs) out into the world and be inspired by, you know, nature and what's fresh and, you know, your heritage, and then come back to the kitchen and say, people, I have an idea. This is what I we're going to do. With, I just came up with something talking to you. Oh? We put, you know, so, so latkes, the potato latkes that we do are served, I mean, we, we make our own applesauce. It's honey crisp applesauce. And we, we serve it with honey crisp applesauce and sour cream. I was just thinking, what if we put apples into the potato latkes, like chunks of apples? Oh. That might be really good. And make it like kind of like, um, you know, like apple pie spice. Right. That, that could be wild. That could be really good. So I know what we are eating this week. So it doesn't matter whether you are a Jew or a Gentile or uh, something in between. Agnostic, atheist, whatever. Exactly. It doesn't matter. Okay. We feed you no matter what you are. Okay. That's what it's about. It's about feeding people. Well. Taking care of them. Comforting them. As you say with uh, Nourish Catering, you feed everybody. That's right. That's it. Catering for everybody. Love it. (laughs) I love it. Okay. So so Rosh Hashanah, uh, check out the menu, listeners, and uh, order... Order soon, but then also, you know, take another take another look in case Van uh, Vance decides to mess up his uh, kitchen staff and add some items based on this conversation. And uh, make sure that you tell Vance and his team that uh, Stacy sent you and Eric sent you. Uh, You know, we want Vance to like us, and um, 
you can go to... I love you. Well, I mean, the feeling's mutual. You can go to dingfelders.com and you can go to nourishcatering.com and there uh, you will find his full catering menu or at least information about if you have a specific uh, event that you want to do. But the Dingfelder's Delicatessen website, that will have the Rosh Hashanah menu on it as well as their usual menu. So while you're at it, Pick up some egg salad, get some bagels, make sure that you get some rugula, um, you know, get some soup because surely you're going to have a Rosh Hashanah hangover and you're going to need some of grandma's matzo ball soup to get you well. Oh, uh, you know what? I couldn't have said it better myself. Space. Well, wow. I mean. That was, pretty, that was pretty special. Thank you. Thank you very much. Hey, you uh, know, there is this one thing that we do. Olive Stacy spread? <laughs> Yes, I was just going to talk to you about the olive Stacy spread. Okay, it's actually not a spread. It's a schmear. All right. Okay. Yes. Olive Stacy schmear. And that's the name of it. And it's the best. And we sell it every week by the pounds. In fact, I took some with me. I love it. I brought six bagels for this trip. And we had, you know, bagel a day. Hey, you know what? It keeps uh, something away. So uh, thank you, Vance, for calling in from the road. Hello to Elise, your co-pilot. Uh, hi, Elise. Say hi. Hi. There she is. Um, drive safe and get back to the deli so that you can get cracking on this apple cake idea and the apple I'm potato latte. Yeah, and that Rosh Hashanah feast. Exactly. You got to yes. you gotta rush her back to the <laughs> deli. I'm rushing to get the Rosh Hashanah going. That's there, right. There you go. Uh, well, thank you. As always, you have left us hungry, and uh, yeah, my my, I'm salivating. <laughs> have a great week, you guys. You too. Thanks, Vance. All right, now we got to figure out what we're talking about next week. Yeah, let's do it. All right, this could be a meaty one. Favorite books from childhood. Ooh, all right. Yeah. I'm excited for that. Should be fun. All right. And uh, that can include comic books, chapter books, picture books, whatever we want. Good night, moon. Done and dusted. (laughs) Nice. It's a classic. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a great week. And uh, remember, if you want to connect with us, then you can do that at 475-999-2726. Happy autumn, everybody. And happy Rosh Hashanah.